This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, May 22, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is doing away with guidance undertaken by former Attorney General Eric Holder. Sessions will ask prosecutors to seek out the harshest penalties for people accused of crimes. Kevin Ring, president of Families Against Mandatory Minimums, says the new Sessions guidance will trigger more mandatory minimums and will swell federal prisons without doing much about crime. Jeff Sessions, as attorney general, is seems most concerned with police and prosecutors being able to have as wide a berth as possible when it comes to prosecuting crimes. And so he's essentially uh, withdrawn or tossed out this holder guidance from the, the previous administration on how to handle crimes. First, what was in the, the famous holder letter and what essentially has Jeff Sessions uh, done? Well, in the past few administrations, the attorney general has issued a memo, uh, a charging memo is what it's called. It gives guidance to the U.S. attorneys throughout the country, giving them basically a strategy or guidance on how to prosecute cases. In the Ashcroft era, they were told to charge to the gills, prosecute uh, as harshly as you could, the most readily provable offense that carried the longest punishment. And so they put their thumb on the scale in that way. Attorney General Holder, with what he, as part of what he called a smart on crime initiative, said, we're overusing mandatory minimum sentences. These aren't making us safer. So prosecutors don't charge mandatory minimums in every case where they apply. Only use them when you're dealing with kingpins, major dealers, people who are engaged in violence. Otherwise, don't seek the mandatory minimum sentence, especially if you think it doesn't fit. What Attorney General Sessions has done this morning is return us to the previous era where prosecutors are going to charge as, as tough as they can. Now, do we get a sense of what that means for uh, – it seems like he's interested in triggering mandatory minimums. Absolutely. And it comes from a philosophy that says that all drug crimes are violent crimes. So some people would say, you know, I don't mind them being tougher on crime if they're going after dangerous offenders. But you have to understand the Sessions mindset, which is anybody – I mean, this is the guy who said anybody who smokes marijuana is a bad person or things like that. Good people don't smoke marijuana, yes, yes. he said. Um, so it, th that's the mindset, is that anybody engaged in any level of drug dealing is inherently violent. I mean, words have meaning so that we know that's not true, but he thinks it is. And so – when you cast a broad net like this, you know, and as much as they say they're aiming for sharks, they're going to catch a lot of minnows. That's what we found in the past. That's why when President Obama commuted 1,700 sentences, hundreds of which were life sentences, um, and we saw who those people were who served them and they weren't dangerous. These weren't the worst of the worst. Uh, we know that we overshot. And uh, apparently, Attorney General Sessions wants to try that route again. And he has friends in the U.S. Senate who agree with him on this. I'm thinking of Tom Cotton, people who argue that that our problem is under-incarceration. Yes. No, he, he has a limited number of friends. But keep in mind that if almost any other of the Republican nominees won, we wouldn't be facing this problem. Jeff Sessions was an early supporter of Donald Trump. Uh, President Trump seems to share this philosophy of, of law and order, um, still calling for the prosecution of the Central Park Five years after they've been exonerated. So this is really um, – they're anomalous. He has friends. But you know, sentencing reform, for instance, in the, in the Congress last year would have passed overwhelmingly. 
Sessions is part of a small group that stands opposed to that effort. Uh, so he has friends, but it's a shrinking number. So what does this mean uh, in terms of uh, prosecuting crimes? I know Jeff Sessions has a particular penchant for uh, prosecuting drug crimes, but is this being applied more broadly than that? Well, he's already come out with guidance about charging more gun cases, um, and that wasn't a surprise to people. He's calling for stiffer charges in the immigration context, wants more of those charges to uh, be charged as felonies as opposed to misdemeanors. He wants to use mandatory minimums in immigration cases. This was really just the last shoe to drop, and it's the one that people were, were focused on because, of course, half of all offenders in the federal system are drug cases. And so what he does here is going to have a big impact. So I think what you're going to see is a lot more cases that for the past five years have been charged in state court and dealt with through uh, you know, sort of shorter sentences, treatment, diversion are now going to be sent to federal prison for long periods of time, making us no safer but swelling the federal prison population. Now, a few years ago, and uh, they've continued this, Congress basically uh, in their funding uh, legislation said, no, you can't use any of this money to prosecute in states where uh, marijuana is legal for some purpose. So certain drug crimes, uh, there's there's no funding for for prosecuting those. Is Does this change or uh, will Jeff Sessions abide by the wishes of uh, the people who pay his salary and not be prosecuting drug crimes in places like Washington, D.C., Colorado, Alaska, Oregon, Washington State? Well, the question about marijuana is interesting. It's, you know, I think that gets into a whole separation of powers issue as a political matter, despite Sessions' tough talk on this. We haven't seen any efforts. We know that... Uh, it seems like it would be politically disastrous to do anything. I think that's right. And I think that he's received that memo from the White House. I think that's pretty clear. And so he talks tough um, and says, you know, it would be best if we didn't have a mom and pop sh you know, stores selling marijuana in every corner. But there's been no moves. I mean, everyone's being vigilant about that. Um, but what would happen today is, 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 you know, much more far reaching because, um, you know, the drugs he's going after, you know, are illegal in every state. There are already state laws to deal with them. States are trying different approaches that are working. And so now this is a massive federal intervention and that's going to be a big problem. There is this, uh, I don't know if, if you see it as a problem or not. I certainly think it, it is a problem where the federal government essentially steps in and prosecutes crimes that I think are appropriately handled at the state level. For example, the the South Carolina shooter, uh, you know, horrific crime, but the federal government got its trial in first. And it wasn't a murder trial. It was a hate crimes trial. And then I'm not, I'm not even sure if the, the state trial for this young man has even commenced. I think you have that right. And I think there's a certain schizophrenia to their federalism. Uh, when you look at police abuse of citizens, we're told that that's a local matter and the Justice Department shouldn't be involved. Don't worry about de uh, consent decrees. Th this is a state matter. And then when it comes to you know, a totally intrastate matter of one member of a state shooting another resident of a state, we're told there's federal intervention needed here. So I think it's totally confused. I think it's ideological, not principled. And um, I just think ultimately it's counterproductive. It's being done in the name of safety. It's not going to make us safer. And, and of all the people who uh, you would think would be 
perhaps respectful of federalism in some instances. Jeff Sessions has been quite critical of consent decrees uh, between departments and uh, the local population. Well, this is what's crazy. Over the last five years, the number of federal prosecutions and convictions in federal court have dropped by 20,000. So we are prosecuting less cases at the federal government. This is something conservatives and libertarians should embrace, the idea that we're returning uh, primary control over crime control to the states and locals. And this is – he's just about to turn the, the, the handle back on. And so that's what's so bizarre about this. Crime rates have continued to fall. We're safer than we have been in generations. And it's been through – not through federal intervention. It's through the federal government stepping out, in some cases reducing its penalties so that the states can prosecute. And now he wants to go back to that old direction. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, it's also not clear that the president of the United States understands that crime rates indeed have been falling. No, that's absolutely true. We have to listen to lectures about American carnage, violent crime rates highest they've been in 45 years. I mean, none of these things are true, but they are said nonetheless. So the work that you do at uh, FAM, Families Against Mandatory Minimums, uh, you saw this coming pretty much from the moment that Jeff Sessions was uh, nominated as attorney general. You saw this uh, reassertion of federal prerogatives with respect to prosecuting at the at the highest possible uh, penalties. And um, so when people are making a big deal out of this, you say, yeah, so you knew this was going to happen. But of course, most people didn't because most people don't pay that much attention. Sure. I mean, they have lives and they don't work for a nonprofit focused on sentencing reform, but elections have consequences. I mean, Donald Trump, you know, for better or for worse, is keeping promises, certain promises. And he ran on the idea that we were in the middle of a violent crime spree, which isn't true. Um, I mean, crime has gone up in a couple cities over the last couple of years. It is everybody should be concerned and want to be worked towards reversing that. But we're at historic lows nationwide. Yeah, except we've had a violent – I mean we've had an uptick in the last two years in violent crime and it's been focused in a few cities. New York City is a perfect example though of a city that is at its lowest crime rate ever. There's murder rate in New York City is lower than it is in Alabama and they got rid of their drug mandatory minimum sentencing laws and they're safer than they've ever been. So show me the evidence that this is, this is a solution. Um, but no, you, we got what we elected. Kevin Ring is president of Families Against Mandatory Minimums. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.